Tonight, I'm talking about, I'm going old school. Flip your perspective. So I know a lot of people didn't see my picture on, on Facebook or Instagram. A lot of people don't, don't have it. But I've got my wonderful picture up here, and I had a little quote on there. Do you see a duck, or do you see a rabbit? Anybody tell me? Anybody? You see anything? Which one do you see, Autumn? You see the duck? If you see a seagull? Well, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy Josh isn't here because he saw a fish. I was going out with a fish. But. Bash said it was a rap duck. Yeah, a rap duck. I like that one too. But I also had some pictures out here that I had students look at today. And this picture doesn't change. Our situations are going to be our situations sometimes. But what can change is our perspective, our outlook, how we deal with the situation. So, in life, I'm going to kind of start, start here. So, in life, we are given free will. We are given the choice to choose. These choices then directly affect and dictate our outcome. For instance, in Genesis, if you eat from this tree, you will surely die. Cause and effect, right? Man's free will and choice corrupted God's perfect plan for man. Romans 5, 12 through 14 states that, Sin and death entered this world through one man and affected all men. So another cause and effect. God being the great God that he is, flipped the script, sends his only son to die for our sins, conquer the grave, and give us everlasting life. Romans 1.18 says, The living one, I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys to death and Hades. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the beautiful thing to me in these scriptures is that even through all of our cause and effects, we can see how God flip, can flip the switch, right? He can, he can flip everything. Um, God works outside the laws of man. God can correct and th turn things back around. So Daniel had brought to question with us, who told Adam and Eve they were naked? Do you guys remember that? Who told Adam and Eve they were naked? Why don't they know, why didn't they know they were naked before they ate the apple? Well, when I was studying and reading, it kind of came across to me that before sin, Adam and Eve saw things through a spiritual mindset. They had angels at the gates. They were walking and talking with Jesus all the time. Um, their fleshly mind didn't really come to age against them until they disobeyed God, until they got the knowledge of good and evil, and it entered their minds. So you see, we went from a very spiritual outlook to a fleshly outlook. So on my board here, we've got, I've got spirit, First, flesh. And then we're going to switch with Margaret because it does not like the handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody read uh, cursive? Maybe not. Okay. All right. So we started off in spirit. And then we started going to a fleshly mindset. All right. So God then, we were not walking and talking with Jesus anymore. God sent the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, to comfort us. So John 15 and 26 says, But I will send you the Advocate, the Spirit of Truth. He will come to you by the Father, and he will testify of me. Without the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us, we're not just in this world, but we become of this world, because we're being led by the flesh. Romans 12 and 2, And do not be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you see now, we went from spirit to flesh. God came back, conquered the grave, sent his Holy Spirit to comfort us, to be with us, to navigate us through life. So now we got to go back from our fleshly way of thinking, from consistently everything, seeing in the flesh, waking up from our attitudes to everything we do. And we've got to seek back how to get into a spiritual mindset. I really felt like when I understood, I mean, my hardest times, I mean, with my kids, with my husband, with, you know, Tremise is my friend, that's really rough sometimes. <laughs> but it seems like when I can look at it in a spiritual aspect, and I can call it what it is, and I can see what spirit is coming against me, I can, I can confront it, I can cast it out, I can start seeing in a spiritual realm and putting God back in control of my mind. So, we have to follow the spirit, not the flesh. Um, so, we don't have God walking with us and talking with us. We're, followed, we're led by the Holy Spirit. So, when I was looking up things about the Holy Spirit guiding us, I found that there were seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. So, seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Number one, it guides us. Guides us. I'm not even writing the right words. That's all right. I won't write it. It guides us in all truth. That was number one. Number two, teaches us in all things. Number three, the Holy Spirit empowers us with inner strength. Number four, proceeds godly fruit, produces godly fruit in our in our hearts. Number five, freely gives spiritual gifts. Number six, helps us in our weakness. And number seven, leads us in every part of our lives. I could have pulled out scriptures for all of those, but I didn't. You just have to trust me. Or you can go home and study to show yourself. Find out for yourself. Um, seven things. So the Holy Spirit guides us in all truth, teaches us all things, empowers us with inner strength, produces godly fruit in our hearts, freely gives spiritual gifts, helps us in our weakness, and leads us in every part of our lives. So, this is just a little side note, but we've got the mind, right? And who does the Bible say that the mind is? It's God. God is the mind, right? So, we are the branches on where to produce fruit. So, if you're connected to the mind, you should be producing fruit in your life. If you're seeing that you're not producing fruit in your life, then you must be cut off from the vine. We want to be connected to God in our life. We want to be producing fruit in our life. We want to be dealing fruit. We want to be loving. We want to be kind. We want to be have self-control in our lives. We want long-suffering. We need gentleness. We need all these things. They're fruit that's going to help us as we get through life. So, that was just a little side note. We want to have a fruit in our life. So, can anybody give me any cause and effects in your life? I can give you a small for instance here, just something little, but um, so I failed my test because I didn't study. Well, what does the Bible say? Study to show yourself approved, right? Does anybody have any cause and effects? Maybe not even in your life, but just things that you see that you've, that you've wondered about. What's your cause and effect? 
something that may happen and then you have an effect that comes from it. Like you talk back to your mom and then she beats, beats the dog out of you. And then the Bible says, honor thy mother and father for this is right. We're supposed to obey the commandments and you will live a long and satisfying life. So, stealing. So, who's got a scripture for that one? That one's a good easy one. Thou shalt not steal, right? So, anybody else? Anything else? What I'm wanting you, obviously, you guys get what I'm trying to get you to understand, right? Do every single thing in your life, no matter what it is, you know how, no matter how big, how small, how silly you think it is, whether it's an attitude problem, whatever it is, the only way that you're gonna get answers in your life, be able to flourish, be able to navigate, is to read the word of God, to connect with God, to listen to his spirit, to be led by the Holy Ghost. But one of the big things is you have to know the word of God. Right. You have to study. You've gotta know what it says. I mean, if Saul doesn't know that he can't, you know, that he's gotta honor his father and mother, then if he doesn't know that, then I can't hold it against him when he isn't navigating through life properly. He's got to go back. He's got to learn. He's got to study. Oh, He's got to the, see what the, the word says. Is unbelief and not, and not studying. The, well, the only person that hurts is yourself. Right. Because unbelief will not prevent the things happening to you. Yeah. You know, uh, so if you're not reading your word and you're not doing, uh, studying to show yourself through, these things can still happen to you. The, the bad effects of right. not doing God's just keeps happening. word, will, those things will happen. Snowball to you. effect. You yeah. just keep... Keep going so until the protection's in the book. Yeah, until you get back on your knees, you repent, you realize yeah. I need God back in my life. Yeah. I can't be controlled by the spirits. I can't be controlled by all these things in my life. I've got to be led by God. Okay. So I urge you to read your Bible, gain perspective, know your situation, know what the Bible says about it. All right. Now there's another side to navigating. Okay. Uh, and gaining perspective. It's not always easy, but like I said, the Holy Ghost is here to lead and guide us. So um, the Holy Ghost, uh, I view it as the Holy Ghost is like our GPS, right? So the Holy Ghost is like our, the spirit. It is our GPS. Who's used your GPS? Not me. Come on now. Who has thought that they could just make their own rules? I still do. Yeah, he does. He did on vacation. It was not fun. It went from like three minutes to six minutes to nine minutes till it was like, fine, you can drive around the whole dang river if you want to. It'll take you 12 hours. Have fun. So we finally had to be like, fine, you pass And turn around and get back on track and stop being rerouted in our lives. And I think that that's what we go through too, right? So the Holy Spirit is like our GPS, navigating us through life, walking us through every step of the way. So let's say you're in a situation that you don't like, which I'm pretty sure happens all the time. Um, you want to do differently than you're being told, uh, whether it be God, your parents, your teacher, um, anybody in authority telling you something to do in your life. Well, since the Bible is the textbook for life, we will go ahead and look into it. So let's look at Jonah. We're all familiar with Jonah and the whale. What did having this other perspective change or help? God told him what to do. 
He told him what he expected of him. He told him where to go. He gave him the means to do it. And he was like, nope, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I don't think they deserve it. I've got my own thought process. I'm going to do what I want. And it changed nothing from, let's see, I, I missed my spot. So having this other perspective changed nothing. It helped nothing from the aspect of God and the obedience that Jonah was to have by going to Nineveh. It actually rerouted him, paused God's will while he was off-roading it, and, start, and it all started with his perspective. It all started with his outlook in life. It all started with how he viewed the entire situation. That's good. So... Forgive me for a moment. So it all started with his perspective, his thoughts, his emotions, what he wanted to do, what he thought was fair, what was right. But in the end, he was swallowed by a whale for three days and three nights until he repented, changed his perspective. Only then was he spat out of the belly of the whale and wound up doing exactly what God had planned for him to do, fulfilling God's will. And actually, I think it's a beautiful thing that when you read the story and you look over it, that I think me and Daniel were talking about this, that in the middle of Jonah's disobedience, God kept him safe in the belly of the whale until he gained perspective, repented, and went back to do God's will. So everybody say, flip your perspective. Flip your perspective. Yeah, that was kind of lame, but okay. I'll take it. So Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a future and hope. In this little video we watched, God wanted to do everything he could to save her, to be there. It was her choice, though. She was choosing. She was turning from him. She was allowing these things to control her in her life. And uh, they, they almost took her life. They almost took a life, just like I'm, I'm sure many of us in this room have gone through those things. I went through those things as a teenager. I mean, it took having Daniel in my life as a husband to gain a lot of really good perspective in my life and for me to understand my worth and steady and know what my worth was in God. Um, so God is our compass. He's like our true north, right? The Holy Spirit is our GPS. God knows where we're coming from. He knows where we're going. He knows we need to make two rights and then a left in order to get where he wants us to be. God sent us his Holy Spirit to navigate us through life. Are we going to listen or are we going to be rerouted over and over again until we gain perspective, repent, and do his will? We still go from point A to point B, but we make it harder on ourselves when we're not following God's word, his spirit, his voice in our life. Obedience is not always easy. I think all of us know that. Obedience is hard. I still have to be obedient to my husband. I have to be obedient to God. My husband has to be obedient to the pastor. My children have to be There's obedience and authority in every single aspect of life, in your workplace, in your school. It's going to be there, right? So it's not easy. It's not always the fun route. But let me tell you, it's the only route that's going to get you to where you want to go the fastest. 
It's the only route that's going to keep us safe and in his will. How can we be obedient? So John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. How many commandments are there? There's ten commandments. Anybody know the ten commandments? Let me just spit them out. So, uh -uh. Go ahead, Marie. Give it to us. I don't know, I don't know if I know all of them. You do. That's you do. I believe in you. Honor your mother and father. Respect your marriage. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Don't worship any other guy. What else? This is some old stuff in there. Oh, don't, don't have it. Yeah, don't have it. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. All these things in your life, okay? I don't care who you are. Those are the best set of ten rules yeah. that will help you navigate through life. They're huge. Mm -hmm. Number one, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy mind. If we're loving God, we're not going to be killing people. We're not going to be stealing. Well, we're not he makes be it really easy for us. He says all of the commandments and the rules of the prophets. Hang on to this. Commandments. Love. Love God and love your neighbor. Like Somebody you start failing to start loving. Yourself. Right. So, all right, so number one, that's a huge thing in our lives. You're having issues. Are you even following the Ten Commandments? Do you even know what these Ten Commandments are? Go figure them out right now, okay? So, let's see. So, here's a scripture. But Samuel, here we go, First Samuel 15 and 22. But Samuel replies, I thought this was so powerful. It hit me today. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And to heed is better than the fat of rams. Could anybody give me an interpretation of what that means? And if you need me to, you want me to read it again? You can read it again if you want. Mm -hmm. more time. But, but Samuel replies, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed is better than the fat of rams. So, Daniel, can you tell us why we sacrificed back in the Old Testament? What was the sacrifice? Sacrifice to pay for our sins. To pay for our sins. Right. So, is it better to sacrifice than to obey? Does God like, you know what, I just... I just would rather you just go sin and you just come back and repent and you just burn that lamb. It'll be so good. No, God's like, obey me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't lose out on things in your life. Don't lose out on blessings. Don't keep being rerouted. Stop. Have you ever heard the saying that it's better to ask forgiveness than permission? Yeah, mm -hmm. I heard that. Yep. It's like the total opposite. Mm -hmm. like, yep. I think I think wives <laughs> like to do that. A long time. No, I, no, but I really so, do. So many people have said that, and it's such a wrong right. statement. Right. Like they'll say, "Oh, it's better to just beg forgiveness and ask for permission." Mm -hmm. And that that scripture you just said is totally the opposite of that. Right. It's better to ask permission and do and be obedient. Yeah, hey, hey, Daniel was that kid, okay? Sherry tells me stories all the time where she's like, hey, Daniel was like, hmm, I don't care. I knew it was going to happen. I did it anyways. The spanking wasn't that bad. She's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's like, go ahead. I'll take the sacrifice. Go ahead and give it to me. All right? I'll try to speed up here for you guys. Take your time. Take your time. So... No, of course not. God wants us to be obedient in our lives, right? So we have to gain perspective, know and obey God's word, listen to his voice to get to where God wants us to be. 
We have to follow his GPS navigation system, which is what? It's the Word of God. It's all there. Every bit of it. Everything you could ever ask. Every answer that you would ever need. You think, oh, the Bible's old school. That was way back in the day. Okay. They don't know what I'm going through. They never heard of social media bullying before. Listen, God's got it all in his word. Go read it. Find it out. Okay. Now, Josh, he spoke on the prodigal son. Okay. He had the wrong perspective. He went off-roading again. He was rerouted, finally repented, turned around, followed God, got back on track, and wound up going right back to where God had him, but with a new outlook and a new perspective in his life. Does that sound familiar? feel like, Jenny's <laughs> like, I did it. I did it. I'm so sorry. But the Bible, it gives us stories to learn from, to glean from. You take that story and then you apply it to your life. What am I going through? What do I need to do? What did they have to go through, right? So there's a lot of this in the Bible. There's a lot of showing us that when you're outside of the will of God, when you're not listening to his voice in your life, you are consistently being rerouted. Sometimes we have to learn things, right? Sometimes you go off road and God's like, I'm really trying to teach you. I'm trying to bring you back around. And when that concept was brought up to me, like, oh, well, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe, you know, God needs you to, he needs you to go off road and just so you can come back around it. But you know what? We can get really lost on that off road. It's the wilderness. It's the wilderness. It's the wilderness. Right. Dan went off roading for multiple years in his life. He knew what God was telling him. He still loved God. He still prayed. He still did. But he was out of church for multiple years. Before he gained back the right perspective. I'm sorry I'm using you so much. Before he gained the right perspective and came back to God and got back on the right track. And then God started blessing him with a beautiful wife, beautiful <laughs> children. God was doing great things in his life because he started being obedient. Obedience is not easy. It's not easy. Okay? So we got to flip your perspective. Get it right back to the right things. Stop thinking so fleshly minded. Start understanding what are my battles? How can I come at this in a spiritual aspect? What, you know, off track a little bit again. Um, me and Daniel, we get heated sometimes. And he'll be like, listen here, you get that spirit out of you. And I'm like, who said I got a spirit in me? What do you think I'm full of? And I get really offended. And then I have to look back and go, okay, so I really had a spirit of anger. I really had a spirit of disobedience. I did not want to listen to a word Daniel told me to do. There's a lot of things that I look back and realize, and it's not something to be ashamed of or to be angry about. It is something that God gave us power over, that God said, you can look in your life and you can say, you know what, God? I cast out the spirit of anger in my mind. I cast out the spirit of depression. I cast out these things. And they have no place. They have no place in our life. We have the power over them. But if we don't, shield ourselves sometimes and just stop seeing in the flesh and realize the spiritual realm is consistently working against us. You got, you got spirit and you got the flesh. You got the good, you got the evil. They're coming against you consistently in your life. So, let's see where I'm at now that I just like to ramble. So, we need to know... All right, you don't have to enter the belly of the whale. You don't have to leave home 
squander everything, ruin relationships. Know that you're right where God has for you to be. Follow his word, follow his spirit. Stop thinking fleshly minded and think spiritually minded. I know we live in the flesh, but God has given us spiritual insight for a reason. See things as God sees them. Be receptive to the spiritual realm. Flip your perspective. Everything that is happening now in the flesh is a direct effect of things that are happening in the supernatural. Sometimes we think that it kind of starts and ends with us. But we've got God who has this perfect plan. We have the enemy. And all of this that we're fighting is all in the spiritual realm. It's all, it's all, uh, what was that scripture? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Yep. Because it's real. That's what we're dealing with every single day. The days that I wake up in the morning and I start my day off in prayer and I start my day off in the word, my whole day is navigated completely different than the days that I wake up and I watch my reality love dating TV shows and get trapped in all of the drama. It's totally different. One of the fruits of the spirit people really don't like talking about is long suffering. And perseverance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're real too, it's a right? Daily thing, though. Well, long suffering part is daily. It's mm-hmm. something you're interacting with that's and it's not a pleasant situation that's long suffering. And in dealing with that the right way. What you trying to say? So instead of suffering for a long time, just follow his, his navigation system. Okay. So we're gonna see things as God sees them. Be receptive to the spiritual realm. All right. Know what you are dealing with. Know what you're dealing with. If you don't understand it, read your word, pray about it, ask for insight into the situations that you're going through in your life. Don't off-road it. At every turn, remember you have the power to choose. Don't fight against the route. Be obedient to his word and navigate through life God's way. Luke 22 and 42 says, Not my will, but your will be done. Just like these pictures, just like the other picture at the beginning of service. The picture didn't change. It was what it was. Our perspective changed. The way we looked at it changed. Our thoughts changed. So tonight, let God change the way that you perceive things. Let's repent in our lives. Let's get back on track. Let's follow God's spirit. Let's focus on God for a few minutes tonight. We're going we're gonna to sing a worship song. And just with me tonight, let's ask God to help us gain perspective. To see things the way that he wants us to see them in our lives. To follow his word, to follow his spirit, to seek what he wants us to do, to study, to show ourselves approved in our lives. And Give it up for What a great job. What a good job. Boy, am I lucky you married her. But, yes, you are. Yes, I am. Thank you. We made him flip that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> But what she said here was, was moving. I actually had prepared a sermon that I was going to preach, I thought, next week. But she, she was like literally walking right on top of it. It shows that we're both in the same spirit here. So instead of teaching it to you guys, why don't we stand up? We're going to get ready to sing. We're going to get ready to worship God for a minute. We're doing good on time.
and then we're going to go outside, we're going to have a good time. But let's take a minute to, to tune in to this Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, she talked about it being a GPS in our life, about it showing us the right way to go. Jeremiah 6 and 16 says that this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your soul. But you replied, no, that's not the road we want. So many times we, we see the path that God's laid out in front of us. The GPS is pulling us in this direction. But we're like, that's not the path I want to go down. And in Proverbs 16, 25, it says, there is a path before each person that seems right. But in the end, it is in death. Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide, and there are many who choose to go that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. But it says there, those who choose. It's a choice. She had it on a slide up there earlier about the power of our choice. I had talked about it before. But we're not making that choice if we're not in tune with the Holy Ghost. If we've gotten so distant from the presence of God that we can't hear that GPS signal saying, turn left, turn right. We're on our own path. We're on the path that we chose that leads to death. But John 14 and 6 said, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would have known who my Father is. And from now on, you do know him because you've seen me. We know the right way. The Holy Ghost reminds us of what Jesus has said to us. But that's what Jesus said to us. If we draw close to him, we'll be on the right path. Psalms 119 and verse 105 says, Your word is a light that guides my feet and a light into my path. But Jesus Christ is the word, and the Holy Spirit is here to show us that and lead us down that path. And you did an amazing job today. I'm so proud of you. Let's take this second. I'm going to turn the lights down. Let's just take five minutes. Let's tune in with the Holy Spirit. Let's let him come down and lead us in our life to unite with us, just like Christ wanted us to.